Welcome to Unapologetically Mahogany. This is a real, raw, uncut podcast where I talk about it all. I'm dope, hilarious, and bring good energy. So if that's what you're about, then I encourage you to stay for a while. Whether you're sipping on a bottle of bubbly or water because you know you need some H2O in your life, then go ahead and get you a little something something. These episodes are entertaining, so if you're ready to vibe out to my crazy shenanigans, eventful story times, and opinionated topics, then you're in the right space. We are kicking back off with another Black History Talk, and today we are discussing Black love. Now, I want to add a disclaimer before I begin. I just want to say that all love is beautiful. Love is love in all shades. So this is no bash to any mixed race couples or couples that are not black. I just wanted to focus in on black love as part of my black history series for this month because black love is part of our history. So let me give you my definition of what I think black love is. Black love to me is resilient. It is a force to be reckoned with. It embodies elegance, style, swag, and excellence. It reminds us that we can lean on each other in difficult times of hardship. We just get one another and understand the struggles, but also the celebratory wins. We recognize that we're all we got, and that together we can make so much more. We got black girl magic, black boy joy. We got it all, y'all. We remind ourselves that we will continue to make our ancestors proud. We don't tear each other down, but we continue to lift each other up in the face of adversity. We understand each other like no one else can. So we decided to ask some of our family and friends what black love means to them. Let's take a listen. First off, we got our good friend, Shandrika. Black love is saying and believing our black is beautiful, 365 is loving our melanin complexion no matter the size of the color it comes in it's encouraging one another it's building up our communities and not tearing them down it's support i want everyone to go and show black love every single day of our lives we have so much in this world coming against us to try to tear us down We cannot do that to one another. So go out, show black love, and be happy. Next up, we have my one and only brother, Cedric. Black love is acknowledgement of making sacrifices. Black love can also be affectionate, caring, passionate, strong, difficult, painful, cherished between both, both spouses in a relationship. I feel like between a black African-American and a black African female is just different from other relationships because it's just, it's a special bond between two people that just, it just, both of them have a culture behind their backgrounds, which is different. That's my definition of black love. Next up, we have my brother's fiance, Marika. Black love is beautiful. Loving each other in society, even when the statistics are high that we'll, wouldn't last or will divorce. 
Loving each other, building each other, a foundation, a family, being there for one another, even when the world says we're not supposed to be. Next, we got our good friend, Moore. Black love is understanding. Um, I'm reminded of initially when I think of black love movies such as Love Jones growing up in the wood. And by understanding, I mean understanding one another, understanding the struggles that a black woman may go through on a day-to-day basis in this society, understanding broken homes, understanding pay wage gaps, understanding what it is to walk around and have the joy of going some places and recognizing and seeing another black man or black woman and their achievements and success and cheering them on along the way. Um, so that would be my, my definition of, of black love in short is just understanding, understanding one another's hardships, success, and um, their struggles and being able to cope with that and empathize with that in a way that not many others could. Next up, we got our good friend, Joy. To me, love is the most beautiful thing ever on this earth. And I'm not just talking about black love. I'm talking about any love for that matter. White love, red love, blue love, green love, all of the loves. And I think that the Bible gives the most accurate definition of what love is and what it is not. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. Love never gives up. Love never fails. Love is always hopeful and it endures through every circumstance. And so I think That definition is really important and just great. But I also think that a person has to have self-love first because you can't give somebody what you already don't have and what you don't possess in yourself. So you have to do the work on yourself to make sure that you know who you are and you are validated in and of yourself so you don't always seek validation from the other person. Yes, they're supposed to, you know, make you feel good every now and then, but that can't be the, the sole source of who you are and how you feel about yourself. You guys are supposed to be too whole complete person so that you guys can complement each other but yeah the bible gives the best definition of black love of any love for that matter and last we got our good friend marche to me love is love no matter what color your skin is universal god is love and he sees no color for me Love is sacrifice. Love is comfort. Love is compromising. Love is restoring. Love is building. Love is beautiful. As you just heard, everyone gave different definitions of what black love means to them. And that's the beauty of what black love is. What love is, is that everyone gave us their definition of what black love is to them. Now, let's continue with the episode. So, this episode, we're talking all about Black love. And you know, I couldn't do it alone. I had to bring a special guest. And that is my husband. So, he is going to be joining us today on this episode. 
Greetings. So, let's talk about some romance movies that display black love on the movie screen. For stars, we got Love Jones, In Love and Basketball, The Best Man, Poetic Justice, Brown Sugar, Coming to America, Think Like a Man, Jason's Lyric, The Brothers, Jump in the Broom, and Queen Slim. Out of all these classics, my favorite one would be Love Jones. <laughs> what I love about Love Jones was its authenticity with black love, particularly from Lorenz Tate and Nia Long's performance. On top of the cat daddy language that they implemented throughout that movie, it just felt like something where it struck deeply for us as African Americans with the different trials and tribulations that you could find yourself when it comes towards love. And the way that it ended, it wasn't that typical happy ending that you would see in a movie. It felt more down to earth, and that's more of the kind of black love that I can get with, because I like authenticity. What about you? Which one is your favorite? Hmm. So... We were watching Jump in the Room the other day. And so that's one of the ones that I do like. Um, us being like recently newlyweds, that one hit home. Uh, it was just funny throughout the whole film. I loved how both of the um, lovebirds, the groom and bride, they just came from two different sides of the tracks. But at the end, they all like managed to get along uh, after a couple of stumbling blocks, you know, between the families and everything. But it was just all based off of love. And the family came together to celebrate their union. Uh, and that's one of the movies that I really, really liked. I thought it was a, a good a good film. And so I have to say, jump on the broom. Mm -hmm. All right. That's not a bad option at all. I mean, I don't see many on. So when I do, I'm eager to watch them. But it makes you wonder why there are not many more black films that showcase black love. <laughs> well, according to Technique, or Neek.net, there was an article published called The Lack of Black Love in Film, and I wanted to read some things that I found. Now let's talk about the lack of black love in film. Actress Raven Goodwin, who starred in The Clark Sisters, First Ladies of Gospel, talked about why she feels there aren't many. She said there's a lack of black people in power as it relates to the people who are writing and directing these movies. There are not that many black screenwriters compared to white screenwriters. As of 2022, black people account for less than 6% of professional screenwriters, according to recent studies by career company Zipia. Only our people can narrate a story of black people who are in love. A white screenwriter really can't. <laughs> Goodwin also mentioned that black actors simply are paid less for their roles in black rom-coms rom compared to other roles because people typically don't want to see black romance movies. Did you know that with the hit movie Love and Basketball, Gina Prince by the wood, the film's playwright, struggled to find a production company that would pick up the script for almost three years? Many companies deemed the script as too soft, according to Prince by the Wood. 
It wasn't until globally known filmmaker Spike Lee picked up the film in 98 when the production began. The issue is not truly going to be fixed until you have more black screenwriters, directors, and actors that are not afraid to tell a story that goes against the norm, Lewis said. The black actors that have power and experience in the game have to start standing up and saying no. I will not accept this role as it does not depict black people in a positive outlook, said Lewis. Okay, so let's talk about some favorite sitcoms that showed black love. Let's start off with Family Matters with Harriet and Carl. That seems to be that one show that a lot of people like and find nostalgic, me included. And there's the Bill Cosby show with Claire and Cliff. Who couldn't remember Bill Cosby? I mean, it's a shame with the crime that he partook in, but, ugh. We all kind of come we all kind of come short at times, I would say. And then there's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with Uncle Phil and Aunt Biff. <laughs> Who couldn't remember the iconic theme song? It was a little something like this. Now this, this is, is a story all about, about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. down. I'd like, like to take a minute, minute just sit right there. I'll tell you, I became a prince of a town called Bel Air. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playgrounds where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing out, relaxing, all cool, and all shooting some b-ball outside of school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got one little fight, my mom got scared and said, You're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I whistled for a cab, and when it came near, the license plate said fresh and it had dice in the mirror. If anything, I could say that this cab was rare, but I thought, Nah, forget it, you're home to Bel Air. I pulled up to the house about seven or eight, and I yelled to the cab, go home, smell you later. Looked at my kingdom, I was finally there to sit on my throne at the Prince of Bel-Air. Who couldn't remember that song? Classic. Classic indeed. And last but not least, Martin with Martin and Gina. Now I believe this song, or this show, had two different theme songs. It was the same for the first two seasons, then after that was when they finally decided to switch it up. <laughs> yes, Martin mm -hmm. was a hit. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Often compared to Fresh Prince, but... It really came down to your preference as far as which one you preferred. Yes, because you prefer Fresh Prince of Bel-Air more, and I prefer Martin. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Though that isn't to say that neither one of them are, aren't good shows, by all means. True. Both super funny in their own way. 
Mm-hmm. Now let's get into some representation of black love that has been shown in Hollywood. We have Denzel and Pauletta Washington. I love Denzel. I love all his movies. I love all his works. I even got to see him be an executive producer for one movie that had Michael B. Jordan with it, where he, where Michael B. Jordan's character was a veteran, I believe. And with me being prior service, I found this very easy to relate to. And with Denzel Washington being behind the scenes with directing it, it felt authentic. I mean, then on top of how Denzel kind of has a reputation for not doing sequels, that was until The Equalizer 2 came out. <laughs> and that would come to be known as his first and hopefully only sequel. Then there is Spike Lee and Tanya Lee Lewis. Anybody that knows Spike Lee knows that he has a reputation for a diverse and raunchy mix of black production. <laughs> Let's see. He had things like, what, school days? She's got habit and some other things. Now, to each their own. But I find his productions thought-provoking because of the different themes that he conveys in each one of them. As opposed to one repetitive one, like how some black producers would do. And then there's LL Cool J and Simone Smith. Need I say more about LL Cool J with him starting off as an MC and then going into acting? Then there's Boris Kajo and Nicole Ari Parker, this infamous power couple. But they pale in comparison to Forever Potus and Flotus, Barack and Michelle Obama. And then Samuel L. Jackson and Latonya Richardson. <laughs> Imagine having a conversation with Samuel Jackson in person, considering how loud he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, imagine shaking his hand one time if you ran into him in the street. He'd be like, well, with me, for example, be like, Hey, Mr. Murray! How are you? <laughs> There's T.D. and Sarita Jakes. And Ice Cube and Kimberly Woodruff. And Viola Davis and Julius Tennant. Lud Viola and The Woman King. Totally would see that again. Then there's Snoop Dogg and Shantae Brodus. Snoop Dogg. I've seen him partake in quite a few projects over the years, aside from just rapping. He is a legitimate businessman, having partake, partaken in a cooking class. And he's quite knowledgeable about things such as home ownership. Yeah, don't let his persona fool you. He's smart and knows what he's doing. 
All right, so I had my hubby who was just on and he was talking about sitcoms uh, such as Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Martin, and the black love that was shown with Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil. Also, we had Gina and Martin. And then he also dived into talking about some celebrities that are still standing strong and in love, y'all. There were a few that... He didn't mention that I want to mention because these are some of my favorites, y'all. We have Morris Chestnut and Pam Bice. You don't really hear too much about their relationship. Very private. He's such an amazing actor. Uh, I felt like he played such a good role in um, The Best Man Holiday. I mean, he did that. Literally, all the emotions it took as his wife was dying from cancer Oh my goodness, just a talented actor. Also, Al Roker and Deborah Roberts, who I really enjoy too because they're journalists and they're both, you know, on the big screen and uh, they're just doing it. Literally, like black love in journalism. Also, another one that wasn't mentioned that I wanted to talk about was Grant Hill and Tamia. We got a professional NBA player and a singer. Like, what? Come on. Love all her songs, especially So Into You. And then, you know, he played for um, the NBA. Great couple. I mean, they've been married for so long. And just hearing their love story is amazing of how they met. She said that she paid for the first date. And she said after that, she's never been paying since. And I was like, all right, okay. So we talked about that. Uh, My husband did a fabulous job explaining it. And so now we want to dive into talking about how black love originated especially during slavery times and also where we kind of are now so if we look back in time during slavery to where black men and black women were separated it taught us as people to be more resilient we understood the struggle and prayed for the day where we wouldn't have to suffer anymore african americans were sold by the slave trade And we have seen time and time again, especially in movies, where the man sometimes would risk his life to visit his wife in another plantation or even try to escape together. According to MEFeater.com or MEFeater.com, enslaved couples would jump the broom to officiate their marriage. The power of black love during slavery gave many of our ancestors a strong sense of faith and courage because I know they needed that back then. By the mid-1800s, however, slave owners saw it fit to marry enslaved couples because it led to more children. And that was easier for them versus sometimes going to buy more slaves. The rate of black marriages doubled compared to white marriages in the 19th century. However, once slavery was emancipated, former slave men found themselves with multiple wives because of a dissolution. Present day, we now see the struggles that black America still faces with racial inequality, shootings of unarmed black men, lack of black love on screen, which we'll discuss a little later in this episode. And then let's not forget about our health care and how our communities don't always have those resources or are able to go in for medical needs like other races do. This was definitely huge during the pandemic. But love has always been a part of the black experience that has kept us strong to weather the storm. Our black families still face struggles with unemployment and even housing. 
The government found new ways for modern-day slavery, according to MFE Eater, or Meth Eater. You know, uh, many black males were now taken from their families and put in prison for crimes that they never committed. Therefore, still separating the black family. Actually, according to HerCampus.com, there was an article talked about why should we talk about black love? And the article reads something that I wanted to include in this episode. It mentioned that according to the 2018 Motherly Study of Motherhood survey, black mothers are actually four times more likely to be single and serve as the breadwinners of their homes. Y'all, that's four times. Four times more likely. Did you know that black men are being the number one incarcerated race and gender in America and leading the race and debts of by violence, which again leads our black couples to be separated? You see, when you break up a family in some cases, we see poverty and sometimes we don't see a way out. But the black love encourages us to want to work out relationships and create a whole new outlook that we thought maybe never could exist. You know, as we see in the news, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is doing quite the opposite, y'all. According to MSNBC, there is an article that reads U.S. African American Studies does not include material targeted by Florida governor. He actually wants to change the way students are studying. Studying the contemporary Black Lives Matter movement for racial justice and an end to police violence is now optional instead of part of the course. This is why, this is why it is so important that as black people, we stand by one another. Today, we wanna make sure that we continue to leave a legacy and, and pass down those experiences and traditions because that is what makes us special as a core, as black people. You know, we want to make sure that our children and our children's children can still experience that love from a mother and father and be able to say black love made us, be able to pass down and carry on those traditions and experiences that their parents were able to to pass down to them, which they know they got from their grandparents and great grandparents. It is important that black love still lives on. Let me tell you about this girl, maybe I shouldn't. I met her in Philly, and her name was Brown Sugar. See, we be making love constantly. That's why my eyes are a shade, blood burgundy. Skin is caramel with its cocoa eyes. That's why I got a older sister by the name of Chocolate Top. Brown Sugar, babe. I guess high off your love. I don't know how to behave. I want some of your brown sugar. <laughs> I want some of your brown sugar. Sugar. I want some of your brown sugar. Sugar. I want some of your brown sugar. Sugar. Ooh, ooh. I want some of your brown sugar, sugar. 
Clearly, you see who has a musical talent, and that is not me. I want to thank my husband for that rendition of Brown Sugar by D'Angelo. Y'all, we love, love, love that song. And he can sing, y'all. His voice is so, so, so beautiful, and I love it. So I want to thank my husband for coming through with singing that song. I also want to thank him for being a contributor to this episode. He co-hosted it with me. I asked, he delivered. He's always like, what do you need help with? I got you. So I want to thank him for being a part of this episode where we talked about Black love in celebration of Black History Month. Now, like I said at the beginning of the episode, you know, all love is beautiful. Love is love and you love who you love. And that is all right with me. I just wanted to focus in on Black love in honor of Black History Month. Now, I also want to thank our friends and family that came through for your girl last minute. Y'all are real ones, y'all. I can't thank y'all enough. I want to thank my brother, Cedric, his fiance, Marika, and then our friends, Marche, Moore, Joy, and Shandrika. Thank y'all so much. Literally, from the bottom of my heart, I really do appreciate it. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, times a million and then some. That is all for this episode, y'all. Till next time, I'm out.